0: Tompkins. Hey, how you doing, everybody? This is Real Talk. I am Ben Tompkins. We are presented by Nobody Currently. These are the Mixtape Days, and this is a much more serious and meaningful intro than I've maybe ever given before, because what my brother Matt Tompkins and I break down here is something that we've... Personally, been affected by as Kentuckians. We're very lucky, blessed, and privileged, and fortunate enough to have not been personally affected by the historic tornadoes that ripped up Mayfield, Kentucky, and other parts of the state and five other states in the area. But we very easily could have because Matt and two of my cousins and another friend of ours were out in the area hunting and didn't realize how serious this tornado watch had become. And by the time they were leaving the next day and, by the, I mean, by the time they're realizing, fuck, guys, we might be in some serious danger, there's a funnel cloud over their heads that luckily never ended up touching down where they were. But being 20 miles away from Mayfield, Kentucky... If the wind had blown a different way, you never know what that tornado might do. You never know how it might have veered off and then I could be sitting here breaking down what it's like to lose a family member like so many other Kentuckians and people who are in these areas that have been affected are. And especially being this close to Christmas, it's just absolutely heartbreaking and overwhelmingly sad to think about how many families in Kentucky are dealing with this. So Matt and I taped this last week. And you'll hear me reference things, and so if it sounds like the timing of this is off, these tornadoes happened over the 10th and 11th of December, and at least 92 people have been confirmed dead across multiple states after more than these 40 tornadoes pummeled this wide area, covering six states. Mayfield, Kentucky was hit probably in one of the most devastating ways. When it touched down, it was an E5 tornado and it left in its wake a path of devastation and destruction in western parts of our state that some people may never bounce back from. And my heart goes out to all of the families and the communities across Kentucky, Arkansas, Missouri, Illinois, and Tennessee that have been affected by this So Matt joined me in the studio to describe what it was like tracking the tornado watch and the moment at which they realized that they might be in some serious danger, the sounds that they heard that night, the funnel cloud that passed over their heads, and what it was like being so close to the most destructive tornado event in Kentucky's history. Many good people have lost everything overnight and are seriously hurting, and many may never bounce back from this. So if you would like to help out, please consider donating to any of the following relief funds that are linked in the show notes or in the social media post for this episode. I've got one from the Kentucky.gov Relief Fund I've got one from the Kentucky.gov website, there's also an American Red Cross Tornado Response Fund, and there is a Salvation Army Disaster Relief Fund. All the links are there, and if you are in need of assistance personally, and you've been affected by this, you can go to disasterassistance.gov, you can download the FEMA app, or you can call 1-800-621-3362 and get some help that you need. If you would like to help out, please consider donating to any of these following relief funds. If you would like to help out, if you would like to help out, please consider donating to any of these funds or to any others that you find and that are available. Every single little bit helps. And to my real ones that follow through with it, thank you so much. Kentucky's hurting right now. We will overcome. Until then, here is Maddie and I's discussion about the historic tornadoes and the scene from Mayfield the next day and other western parts of the state of Kentucky. All right, we now welcome my brother Maddie T to the show. Maddie, how you doing, buddy? Good. How's it going? <laughs> it's I don't. It's been a while since uh, I've got you on the show. Uh, probably since I was working in sports radio once upon a time.
1: Yeah, it had to have been what late nineteen. Yeah, probably when we came on to talk about um, yeah, just Louisville sports and
0: Kentucky and everything else. I wanted to get you on, and the reason was on Friday night I was telling the story about how I spent my Friday night. Well, there were devastating tornadoes that came through Kentucky, and they are historic in their effects and the death count and Where you were, the reason that I was able to be outside throwing a football to myself at 2 a.m. in the morning was because you were with some of our cousins and you guys were hunting 20 miles away from where this tornado went. So tell me what that was like to be that close. It was wild. I mean, Friday
1: morning, we'd all planned to go down. We had, you know, an Airbnb lined up and everything. And You know, the initial warning or watch, I guess, came out 10 a.m., 11 a.m. Eastern on Friday morning. And we saw that we were going to be in the direct path, Paducah, and surrounding areas were going to be the ones that were affected, probably. And, uh, I mean, at that point, it still was just a watch. You know, it was a slim chance. There was a decent chance, but it still wasn't anything that was set in stone, like, this is going to happen, don't come here. You
0: weren't that concerned about it.
1: No, and honestly, I mean, you know how Kentucky
0: weather is, you never know what you're going to get. It's a little bit of everybody's shittiest parts that just forms in the middle.
1: Yeah, it's tough, too, because, you know, and you never expect anything to happen like what happened on Friday, I mean, if you would have told me Friday morning that possibly an EF4 EF5 tornado was going to go down 20 miles away from where we were staying. There's no way in hell I would have gone. I mean, yeah obviously, but we were kind of keeping up with it. Um we gotten kind of all our stuff packed up, ready to go and um and driving down and I mean, we're kind of following it, you know, on our phones and just keeping up with, you know, what the current, I guess, situation is and um the closer we got, it was about a four-hour drive, so you know we had plenty of time on our phones and whatnot, and it was starting to get a little bit clearer that how serious it was going to be. And um, we got, uh, I want to say, around like Central City, on Western Kentucky Parkway, past Beaver Dam, going west, and we started to hit torrential rain and winds that were just insane. And this was, I'd say, around. 7.30
0: Eastern, 6.30 Central. And just so the people know, you and three other people had won a lottery to go and set up and hunt. So you're headed to a far out part of the western part of Kentucky to do Yeah,
1: this. I mean, it's it's literally on the confluence of the Mississippi and the Ohio. So, I mean, it's as far west of, in Kentucky as you can get. And um, we were saying about 20 miles away from where we were actually hunting right in the middle, I guess, basically of where we were hunting in Western Kentucky and Mayfield. I mean, we were right smack dab in the middle of it. So that storm kind of passed. We could barely see in front of us on the road. And, uh, we get into Paducah and my, one of my cousins is like, we shouldn't stop at Paducah. We should just go straight to the place and unpack and Jake or Liam, Liam. <laughs> and, uh, and we're all like, man, we're hungry. Like we haven't eaten. We've been waiting. I mean, if you go on Western Kentucky Parkway, there's nothing to eat for miles. I mean, literally, you can go from for a hundred miles and not really be able to eat anywhere. You know, other than like a pilot or whatever. I mean, there's just not many, not many stops you can make. So we all plan to just get down to Paducah, eat, and then go back to the place the Airbnb we we're staying at. We stuck to that plan. Got out of Paducah. I want to say around maybe 8:45 Central, and that tornado that touched down in Mayfield was I think 9:30 Central. So basically, we got back in the car and we're going home, and there was no rain when we first got in uh, Jad's truck, and we were about 30 miles south of Paducah, a little bit southwest, and. 15 minutes in, that rain starts coming in, and you can't see anything. The wind is blowing so hard. You look back at, like, the truck bed cover, Mm -hmm. and it was just flapping up and down because it was, like, a soft cover. Mm -hmm. And um, it was pretty crazy. And then finally we get back to the place, you know, unload everyone's stuff, get in there. And, I mean, there's no basement. The bathroom has a window in it. I mean, we were like, if this really comes towards us, I mean, we're screwed. But at the same time, we were like, you know, we we were staying positive. Like, you know, the odds of it actually, us being in the direct line of it, were what we would hope to be slim to none. I think everyone would hope that. I'm sure everyone well, did.
0: Yeah, I mean, because I just can't imagine what it must have felt like to not even be able to see that far in front of you and be driving, what, How fast do you think you guys were going at that point? Like 5, 10 miles an hour on the road, and you guys get back, and this thing is so unpredictable. It's fucking nature. So it could easily... Just veer off left, right, up, down. It, it it could so easily catch you guys. So at that point where you realize, holy fuck, this thing's really close. Like, we might get fucked up here, boys, and there's nowhere to like protect yourself, no kind of like a a, a structure or a shelter. That was fucking terrifying, I had to imagine. And that's the thing. Honestly, we were probably
1: pretty dumb about it. I mean, we didn't even like You know, we were keeping up with it on our phones, but there was no – the TV that was at the Airbnb just had, you know, like a – it was like a smart TV. So, it just had kind of your apps and Netflix, whatever, but uh, no local TV. So, we couldn't, like, watch the weather. So, we really (laughs) had no idea that it was coming directly for Mayfield. I mean, you know, we just knew that there was a chance that it might come through. So we're out there, and it's, at this point, it's probably around 945, and we had just got word that Mayfield just got destroyed and disaster happened there. So we're looking at each other like, holy shit, like, what's about to happen? So we all go outside, and, I mean, the winds are swirling, and, I mean, lightning everywhere you look. Like, it is lightning lighting up every field around us. And what we realized after was there was a it never touched down but there was a tornado there's some kind of map on the national weather service that you can look at that it shows rotation of clouds and mm-hmm. like funnel clouds too mm-hmm. so if you look at that kind of the time frame of that night you'll see a funnel cloud that went directly over our heads and we were outside and we heard like a loud roar for about 20 seconds and We all looked around because for whatever reason, we were seeing all the lightning and we couldn't hear any thunder. There was no thunder. So all of a sudden, like we just hear it sounded like a jet engine go past us. And originally, you know, when we got back in and it was around, you know, 1130 at night and we're about to go to bed, we thought that we had heard the Mayfield tornado. And somebody may say, oh, there's no way you heard anything above your head or whatever. But I mean... All four of us looked at each other and we're like, that is something I've never heard before. We came to find out that there was a funnel cloud that literally went right over our heads. Again, it never touched down, but I think it got more serious right across the river in Brookport, Illinois. Mm It's kind of where the tornado warning first happened for that particular funnel cloud. But, I mean, that thing literally zoomed right over our heads and... We all thought we heard something, but yeah, I mean, it was weather that I've never seen before, and I'm sure the whole area down there can speak to that.
0: Well, first and foremost, I'm very glad that both you, Jake, Liam, and Jad are all okay. I'm very fortunate that personally we were not affected by this, but so many other Kentuckians are dealing with it. It is a very deadly tornado and... It is really sad to see things that you just don't even know what you're looking at when you see it on, on pictures. And um, actually, my friend Tim O'Neill texted me and was like, Hey, are you good? Saw what was happening in Kentucky. Like something like that happens and it makes you think, Who do I know in Kentucky? Like, oh, yeah, dude. Like, so it's like when yeah. something like this, a big event happens and it's our story and yeah, here I am in my own world on Friday night, fucking around with the elements, and it rained a little bit here in Louisville, but we we had hella lightning, so that was like, it's cool, I'm a fan of thunderstorms, but I need to stop and say not when it causes such devastation and deadliness, and obviously, everything that we're talking about should be taken through the lens of such deep and humble and sincere thoughts, for everybody and just best wishes for everybody that has been affected by this because it fucking sucks, man.
1: Yeah. It, it's really sad. Cause I mean, in Kentucky, you never really expect historic weather to come through and really destroy parts of your state. And, um, I mean, we were talking about, we wanted to help obviously Sunday afternoon, but the roads in and out of Mayfield were shut down to the public. Plus, I mean, we, at that point, you don't want to be in people's way trying to, you're a problem if you're going by there to take pictures and say that you stopped by. I mean, those are people's homes and businesses and, I mean, they're all gone. They're swept away and it's super sad and it really, truly devastating. But even on our way back from hunting this Sunday, we're on Western Kentucky Parkway out of Paducah and basically... To the south of us was Dawson Springs, which unfortunately was hit pretty hard as well. And you could see where that tornado went straight across the street from Dawson Springs over to Central City, or Madisonville, I guess, was the next town that it went through. But, I mean, there was 200 yards on each side of the road with no treetops. I mean, it was literally just trees with, They looked like massive logs sticking up out of the ground. I mean, there was... Pegs. Yeah. There was no leaves. They were all... It was just... It was a wild sight. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's... it's, I can only imagine what those towns that got hit and impacted, you know, are going through and how long it's really going to take to rebuild those towns because the largest employer in Mayfield was the one who... The candle factory that got completely destroyed so i mean these aren't towns that necessarily have a ton of industry like a louisville or obviously any big city you know or bigger city you can think of but no they they, don't have the industry to bring money back and i mean it's going to take a long time they won't bounce back yeah a lot of people
0: won't bounce back it's going to be very tough which is really really unfortunate and i hope that from this point on they can find new opportunities and pick up the pieces so that's all you can you know that's all you can do sometimes but god oh man it's it's um i'm 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 heartbroken to tell you that uh, as of today taping this tuesday night our governor andy bashir said that the good news is that the death toll did not increase but that at 74 people that's where the number is and across five states that were affected by this E5 tornado, at least 88 were killed in a destruction and path from Arkansas to Illinois. And some of that's read off of usatoday.com. Want to make sure we give Ryan Miller and Jorge Ortiz credit for their work covering that story. But yeah, man, it's pretty wild to think that you guys were that close. And just so people understand, too, so whenever we would talk about decibels just so people understand there's a video that shows it, it was taken from somebody that was in a plane as the plane went by the funnel cloud formation and you can see what hit Mayfield Kentucky and what we're talking about on this episode you can find it at NWS Louisville and that's the National Weather Service Louisville's Twitter account and the video was taken at 45,000 feet from the cockpit of an airplane looking at this storm and it is wild it is absolutely wild you need to go and look at that and just so people understand how loud that is so a jet engine's decibel that it produces right now we're peaking around six to three decibels a jet engine produces anywhere from 120 to 140 decibels. And I know that because in an untreated room, like a band room, if you're rehearsing as a band and you don't have acoustic space, The band, even a high school band, can generate a sound that is so loud that at 130 decibels, it can cause hearing loss, permanent hearing loss for the teachers. So that's why we put acoustic tiles in band rooms because of the sound that it generates. So just so people get an understanding of how loud that must have been, imagine standing in a room where a band is practicing and it's that loud or standing near a jet engine, and that is even just I mean, we're talking about a historically, like, the sound that it produced must have been way greater than that. You know what I mean? Like well,
1: you- and honestly, this was the first time I'd ever been this close to a tornado, and I wasn't even, you know, the Mayfield tornado, I really, I was 25 miles away. But maybe just because it happened so fast, or, I mean, a lot of people say that you can't hear tornadoes. Really? For whatever reason. It, it's maybe this so no, like I'm stays... no expert or anything I mean I just the the historic nature of it being as long as it was and you know as damaging and I think I read something that it threw debris from the center of it 30,000 plus feet in the air which is God. you know a, a height at which commercial airliners fly yeah I mean it's it's pretty wild to kind of wrap your head around it but I mean again if you would have told me that I would have been 25 miles away from that catastrophic of a tornado I mean I there's no way in hell we would have gone but thankfully the four people that we went with or including myself are safe and um, I pray for those who were truly affected by this because it's not something easy to deal with
0: no and especially people got to understand parts of Kentucky the reason that I made the bounce back comment, These places are so desolate that that one plant employs so many people. So, so many different families have just been affected by that. And if you want to help and your heart goes out to these people just as much as ours does to them, there are a number of ways you can donate. I would just Google Kentucky Tornado Relief Fund. I found a list of results instantly. There's one on Kentucky's website, and I'm sure there's tons of different ways that you could help if you are uh, listening to this. And you American know, American Red Cross. Yeah, you
1: know, that's an easy one. I think you text a number, and I think it's a ten dollar donation. And you know, I think everybody, anybody that's close enough or that's a Kentucky resident, it's something that I really feel like Kentucky's has come together with this. Because it's just something that we've never experienced before. I know that you can text that number, Red Cross, and $10 donation right there. So,
0: boom. Man, I'm glad you're okay. Fuck, I love you. I'm devastated, and my heart goes out to everybody else who's not as fortunate to be sitting in a room with their brother and not be dealing with picking up those pieces. And, um, Anybody that wants to reach out and help out, please do. We really appreciate that. Kentucky's hurting and could use a little love. So uh, what a year it's been in Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky's seen a lot of history go down, and this is just one of the final chapters, a really tough way to wrap up what was a tough and has been a tough couple of years here in Louisville, Kentucky, and here in the Kentucky area, and everybody in the Mayfield area, I hope everybody that's affected is able to pick up the pieces and keep moving forward. And I'm sorry this happened to you.
1: Absolutely. I mean, my heart goes out to them. And, you know, there were so many small towns that were affected by it that it's just going to take years to recover, really. So, yeah, I mean, any donation, anything you can do to help. Christmas is a week away, two hey, weeks away. It's the
0: given season.
1: Yeah. So, I mean,. Imagine your family going through something like this two weeks from Christmas. I mean, it's just hard to wrap your head around, but everybody in Kentucky feels connected in some way, and it's very easy to make a $5 donation, anything you can to really help out.
0: Absolutely. Well, Matty, glad you're okay, man, and thanks for coming on to share what it was like being 20 minutes away from one of the most historically devastating tornadoes that Kentucky's ever seen.
1: Yeah. I'm glad to be here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we'll keep you around. Yeah. Next time maybe we can talk about Vince Tyree and Louisville and all that mess that's going down, but uh we I'd got we not. gotta get out of here now. <laughs> 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 all right, man. Love you, dude.
1: Love you too, man.